Hello, this is Alicia Hess. I'm owner of the Occasional Collective in Trainer, Iowa, and you are listening to Success in Iowa. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Success in Iowa. Now, for folks that go back quite a ways, you know that I used to have a video version of this podcast, and if you want, you can still actually find them on YouTube. But uh, the the lead-in to that podcast used to uh, say that success can take many forms, but most importantly, it's a positive and uplifting story. And I think that that is going to be the theme for today. We have Brian Lidget of Council Bluffs in studio today. Brian is a musician, and that's where I met him, out at the uh, uh, local hall and tavern. I was having dinner, and uh, he was just uh, sounding tremendous, and I asked him to come in and be a part of this podcast today. So, Brian, thank you very much for your time, and uh, let's just call it what it is. Thank you for your bravery. I know that you don't do these things very much, but I do appreciate it. I do appreciate you having me out here, and uh, I hope to do a lot more things like this. Uh, still kind of new to doing this by myself, so... <laughs> Well, let's talk about your history in, in music. How far back does it go? Only about 20 years. Oh, so you're new then? I mean, <laughs> new to this playing by myself. Right. And gigging and by myself. I, I was in a band for about five years that I, I guess you could call it pretty damn professional. Okay. But before that, I was in another band that was a lot more fun. And that's kind of what got me broke out into being able to be comfortable on stage. What's the difference between being a part of a band and being out there by yourself? Is, is it a completely different mindset as you approach it? Um, yes, very much. Because with the band, you have to mesh with all members of the band. Everybody has to be exact, you know? When you're by yourself, not near as exact. You really just do whatever you want. I mean, it's still got to sound good, but even your timing doesn't have to be perfect, you know? So it, it does make it a lot easier. Plus, the pay is way better by yourself. <laughs> well, your percentage of the pay, anyway, yeah. because if uh, typically the venue is whether there's five of you in a band or it's just you, they're paying about the same thing yep. because it means the same amount to them. So you can just hang on to it the entire time. How busy are you doing this? Um, a lot busier. The last couple of years, uh, it's been a lot better. Uh, last year, I made my wife my manager, and ever since then, it's been pretty crazy i'm playing all the time everywhere so it's picked up probably about 200 percent since she's been my manager well that's pretty cool and well i saw you in council bluffs at a, uh, a venue called mile away out north of town up towards crescent about well they say it's a mile i don't know where the actual mile starts from this business goes back a long time so when they came up with the name but anyway uh, that's where you and i said how many other places have you been playing um probably about Four or five. I do uh, pretty regularly on the hundred block at Jefferson's. Okay. Um, I play a lot more in Omaha. Omaha is a much bigger music scene. Well, I think the music scene in Council Bluffs is just starting to emerge. Wouldn't you yeah, agree? I, I would. I think DJs kind of held the racket there for a good 10, 15 years. And now finally people are like, let's get some live music in here again. And, and people are starting to show up for it again, which is excellent. Is there a different feel if you're playing on our side of the river versus what's going on in Omaha? Somewhat, yeah. The crowd's a lot different, so you almost have to play to your crowd. So if I'm playing across the river, I'll play a little less country and do a little bit more rock and like contemporary, you know, sounding stuff. Now I've only heard you do country. So what other what other uh, uh, stuff um, are you doing? I started off with reggae. That's what I first really? learned. Yeah. So I'll start doing reggae and stuff like that over there. And a little bit more like 90s 
like alternative instead of just all country. Right. I'll still keep some country, but I'll kind of rock it up a little. A little bit. Like, is that, do you ever uh, mix those shows together, meaning a little bit of this and a little bit of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I play out. My favorite thing to do is play private parties. I do quite a few of those, and they're always fun. And that I get to be a little bit more free. It's not necessarily I'm playing to one crowd because people from everywhere, you know. And I'll take suggestions at that point, you know. What do you guys like? What do you want to hear? And that's, I think, my favorite way to do it. How often does it happen that somebody comes up to you and you just have to say, nah, I don't know that one? Pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> but almost as often I can say, yeah, I know that one. Right. So it's about even. It's it's about even. The last time that I saw you play, you were you were working the crowd pretty well. Yeah. And you had uh, some other people coming up, and you were taking a break, and uh, they were playing a little guitar, and then uh, you had a young person come up there and help you out. And oh, yeah. It was, it, it was kind of heartwarming as I was watching what, what it was that you were doing because there's more to it than just being background music, and I think you figured that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, part of me is I like... I like music so much, and I don't care if you just started today or you're 20 years in. I want to hear you, you know? And hard, the hardest part about playing music in front of people is on stage and doing it on a microphone. They can hear every little mistake. And getting over that fear is tough, which is why I like to bring younger people up is because they love it. They have no Most of the time when I have a kid come up and they'll play... They won't know what they're doing, but they have more fun than I do, and it reminds me of why I got into it. You know. Well, from from the business side, which is what I kind of pay attention to, it is you have just now made a connection with not only a young person that's going to remember this for a long time, but also that young person's parents or grandparents who might happen to be there. So now they're going to go back and they're going to talk to their friends and neighbors and say, "Hey, you know, we saw Brian Lidget, and this is what he did. It was really cool. You should go out and see him." And that's that's how these things grow and that's because i'm like i said i'm i'm a businessman so i'm looking at it from that i am not a musician at all but i enjoy going out and hearing you play well i appreciate that thank you very much do you do any originals at all or is this yeah. just yeah i have quite a few originals uh not near as many uh as i know how to play but I, i've got about 5 of them that i'm real proud of and about 20 of them that <laughs> just about forgot. That, that reminds me of uh, uh, I was I, th I think I was watching that Eagles documentary, and Glenn Fry was talking about his time with Bob Seger very early, and he's talking to Bob Seger about writing music, and and he said, "Well, what if they suck?" And he said, "Oh, they're gonna suck." Oh yeah. You know, when you first get started, they're gonna suck. <laughs> Do it anyway. Yep. And and that's what you're talking about there. You've yep. got you've got about twenty that well okay, but other ones you really like. How often, how often are you mixing those in with your live shows? Um, I usually try to do at least one or two per set, one or two originals per set. And is it something that you announce that this is an original? Yeah, usually. And if I forget, I'll do it after. <laughs> do it after? Yeah. By the way, that was an original. Well, you brought your guitar in, and uh, we're going to have you... I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you what it is that you want to play here. All but, right. Um, and, and with the understanding that, look, I am not a... Uh, I, 
I, I don't mix music for a living, so <laughs> however this sounds is how it's going to sound. It's going to uh, sound about as natural as it can. Right, exactly. But uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, Ryan Lidget of Council Bluffs. Get, just give us something here. Oh, you got it. I'll actually just play the song that I wrote for my wife. Played it at our wedding for her. Nowadays, play my guitar feeling the same way. Getting all my loving without all that pain. People try to tell me they're ready for a change and passing out their judgments. And no one's left to blame I'm in it for the long haul You know I'm gonna stand tall Be on your side, babe Whenever you call In it for the long haul You know I'm gonna stand tall I'll be on your side, babe Even if you fall I'm in it for it all Stand tall. 
call I'll be on your side, babe Even if you fall I'm in it for it all Stand tall I'll be on your side, babe Whenever you call In it for the long haul You know I'm gonna stand tall I'll be on your side, babe Even if you fall I'm in it for it all That's good. That is good. <laughs> wow. At, uh, I don't think I've heard you do that one. I've seen you play twice now, and I'm, I'm not sure that I've heard you do that song. Um, sometimes it's tough for me to do. Yeah. I, well, I can understand why. The ball in my throat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, knowing that you're going to be out there and doing it live in front of people and knowing you got to get through the thing. Yes. Uh, it's, I, I can see why that might be a little bit stressful to... Uh, because uh, it, it it's just such a a meaningful song and and powerful to you. So yeah, I could I could see your reservations on doing it. Yeah. And you know, not everybody likes it either. So <laughs> so it's, well, they don't know what they're talking about, man. That's good. I I mean, I enjoyed it. So well, thank you. Well, wanted to uh, mention uh, also that uh, you're in here and in as a lot of folks know now, as this is going to be released. On uh, Monday, January 30th, as we're recording this on the 29th, so we got a new country station coming to town, and you've been very uh, supportive uh, of me in knowing that I'm going to be uh, part of that and doing the morning show and, and very encouraging to me as well. So I just wanted to take a chance to thank you for that, that uh, it's, I, I think it's great and I think it's the right format uh, coming to town. Yes. I think uh, a good country station is what Council Bless needs. <laughs> course my didn't turn my phone off no it's all right but, uh, yeah it's... <laughs> i'm not dave Chappelle. i do not care <laughs> <laughs> i think uh you were telling me what 1985 was the last time we had a radio station to my knowledge river. yeah that uh, if folks remember the sweet 98 studios used to be just across the river out on west broadway but they were still essentially an omaha station they just had their studios uh, on the council bluff side and that was the last one as far as a commercial radio station goes now obviously there's the river the college right. station and they're a non-profit and they do a great job and and you, uh, you know and they have a great following and uh, they do a lot of uh, you know, sponsoring music festivals and different things like that. So I'm I'm thrilled that they're here. This is just a different thing. You know, it's still going out over, you know, over a transmitter on the radio, but it's it's a different kind of deal. Right. I think it's, I think it's what Council Bless needs. I, I mean, for whatever reason, here in Council Bless, we get a lot more. We like country. You know, we it's just who we are. Now, don't get me wrong. We also like our blues. We also like our metal. A lot well, of sure. people here like our metal. <laughs> um, but country is 
prevalent here, you know? Well, it, and even, you know, myself, I'm, I'm working in country music radio, but I like other formats as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big Tom Petty fan, oh, yeah. you know, and, and especially some of the stuff that sounds so much like the birds from the sixties, which, you know, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of the stuff that he does. Is that the birds or is that Petty? No, that's Tom <laughs> Petty kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, this is just, um, I think it represents this area well. And, and I think that it's going to be a, a, a great addition. Have you gotten to the point now where you can just be a musician or do you still have to have a side job somewhere? Um, I have a beautiful wife that has a great job. She makes pretty darn good money. So in that I've been able to quit working and just do music. So it's been nice. It's only been the last year or so that I've been able to do that and we're doing pretty well. We're still staying afloat and, and, uh, having that kind of support in a wife is I think one of the most important things. I would agree. I would agree completely with that. How often are, how often are you out? How many nights a week? Um, it gets a little dead during this time of year. Sure. But usually twice to three times a week. That's still, you know, that's if if you're playing two or three times a week, then I think that um for for what it, for what it is that you do and where your passion is, I think you're you're getting it done. I wonder if you were out five or six nights a week, could your voice hold up? I mean, is that even a possibility? Uh, sometimes I don't think so. Uh, there are times. There there were times w- when I was playing with the band where we would do like three or four shows back to back. And by the end of that fourth show, I was destroyed, you know. But we got it done. So, I mean, I don't think it's that I can't do it. But it would definitely take it out of me. I'd be exhausted. Well, and I can I can sympathize with that. I mean, in a previous rendition of what it is that I do with my voice, I was recording audiobooks. And there's a limit to how much a person can record during the day. Because I was up on a, as an example, I was up on a deadline uh, to try to get this really long manuscript done. My limit usually was around 14,000 words, 15,000 words, somewhere in there, which is roughly an hour and a half of finished audio. I had this deadline. I did 48,000 words in a day. Oh, wow. And the way I did it was I would record for two hours and stop for two and record for two and stop for two. And I got through it, and I was unable to talk for a week afterwards. So, (laughs) you know, that, that is the danger of doing that. So that's why I asked the question, if you're out you know, more than the three nights a week, uh, can your voice handle it? Now, I know you can get in shape for it and, and as the vocal cords get a little bit better, but... Uh, it definitely doesn't sound the same right. the first day and the last day. You know, there's... It's almost like two different people singing is how different it sounds, but it could probably get done. I could probably power through it. But like you said, I probably wouldn't be able to talk for a while. <laughs> probably not... How often are you adding new music? Are you uh, paying attention to what's out there and listening and what are people wanting to hear? I, it started off just doing what I liked, which turned out decently. But now I'm really starting to get in. Like I'll take like suggestions at every show. Like, what do you want to hear? And I'll try to have that for the next show. And Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes I find a song that I just can't play. You know, I just can't coordinate my hand and right. to do the chords while I'm singing at the same time. There's just some of them that, for whatever reason, 
No matter how many times I practice it, it, it just doesn't get better. So, and I think if I was in a band, that wouldn't matter. You know, all it would matter is the vocals. Right. And I would get away with it. But being by myself, there's quite a few that I just, it needs to sound pretty and I can't make it sound pretty. Can you imagine uh, sometime down the road being in a band again, or is this pretty yeah, much where you're going? I actually have been thinking about maybe starting a new country band because they're doing really well. And I've reached out to a couple of guys, and of course everybody says, yeah, let's do it, and then nobody does it. <laughs> Well, it's like anything else. <laughs> the hardest thing, though, is finding a decent drummer that wants to play country because it can get very boring. Right, as a drummer playing country because it's very simple, and if you get too flashy as a drummer for, for country, then you don't sound like country anymore. You know, it starts sounding like a little more alternative. Who would you uh, consider some of your inspirations? Hmm. Jimi Hendrix was like huge for me. My mom didn't want me listening to him when I was real young, and then one year my cousin Jesse got me a a CD of Jimi Hendrix, and it was done after that. I was like, yep. You know, I went through that same thing as a kid that um, uh, somebody gave me a bootleg copy of early ACDC, and I thought I was doing something wrong listening to it. <laughs> you know, it, it felt wrong. And uh, then after a while, I realized, no, this is just good music, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. All right, so Hendrix, who else? Uh, I really just delved into the blues for a while. After that, I started to get my own identity, and then reggae became like my thing in Sublime. Uh, Brad Knoll from Sublime, that guy, incredible vocals, incredible. So I kind of took to that. So I used him for most of my learning. Mm -hmm. I would try to sound like him. And uh, then the older that I got, I, I started doing more country. I, for whatever reason, I was just following into it. And my dad, he didn't necessarily like doing country but he always encouraged me to do it because he said I could make money doing it and we sound good doing it our our voices are very low so we can sound decent doing country <clears throat> now the reggae when you have to go to those highs I can do that but not near as well as I used to I haven't practiced in a long time so I have to stick to the songs that I could do still I wonder if, it, as, you're, as you're talking about that, as I said, I'm not a musician and I'm not a singer, and no, I would empty a room in a hurry. But for me, I used to have a career as a sportscaster, and what I would do is listen to other sportscasters and emulate some of them, mm -hmm. incorporate what works for me and what I do well, and I kind of became this cornucopia and hodgepodge of all these different people that I've ever listened to, and I'm kind of getting the impression that maybe that's how you approached it as you were yeah, getting much. a little deeper into it. a lot, I think most musicians approach it that way. I think it's almost impossible to not approach it that way because that's the only way to be comfortable with music, and even in life in general i mean we're all just kind of made up of bits of our favorite people you know how about some of the more popular artists out there right now who do you like um i mean obviously jelly rolls killing it right now that guy is on fire i don't think anybody's stopping him um i'm really i really like riley green that guy's got great talent and there's simplicity in what riley green does which is beautiful and same with jelly roll when Jelly Roll starts doing that country and it's all simple, just real light, 
beautiful and it all comes from his vocals you know i i love that well and that that remind me what that song is that's out right now my 50 year old brain shutting down but uh, well, there was save me that was his first big one right yeah that's the new one is uh son of a sinner son of a sinner that's the that's the one and it's 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 got a great great hook oh yeah you know the oh, yeah. when he hits the chorus you're sucked in mm-hmm. uh, with, with that song yeah, almost like you've heard it before yeah yeah it does sound, it has that sound to it that you you're exactly right like you've heard it before um i'm 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 a big fan of what eric church is out there doing Eric Church, um, and Luke Combs, Luke Combs has got some cool songs, and I like the fact that Kenny Chesney doesn't fall into the uh, cookie cutter stuff that we had talked about before we got started. That he still has his own unique sound, and uh, I mean, you can tell how much he's influenced by Jimmy Buffett, but <laughs> but still, I like that there's different options out there yeah. that people that don't sound like everybody else. That's what I like. Yeah, same here. I mean. If I can't tell who you are, then it's... Yeah, what's the point, right? It's a little bit pointless. I like being able to distinguish, you know? And it's fun. It's fun to be like, you know who this is? And people are like, no. Oh, it's this person. And then I get to show them that person, you know? One band that is starting to make waves right now is called Kaleo. And they're like a Norwegian band. And they're incredible. They're like 70s rock, but making music today. And he is killing it. They recorded a song called Way Down We Go. And they went down into the bottom of a volcano. Really? And recorded this song. That's, that's cool just Inside. on its own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are the acoustics be like down there? I know. That's what I'm saying. It had to be just cool being there, you know? Just being the guy that cleaned up afterwards would have been cool. Well, let's give a plug here to the venues that you're playing at regularly. Where where can people see you? Um, right now, I'll probably start playing pretty regularly at Whistles. I play pretty regularly at Jefferson's Lounge, but those shows are upcoming. I'll I'll have a Facebook. If you get on my Facebook, it's Brian Legit Music, and uh, all those shows will be posted. But my regular show right now, I'm doing regularly at Mile Away. And that's every week on Wednesdays now. Wednesdays now. Six right. to nine. What? Every other week. Every other week. Yeah. Well, we'll go talk to Charles and see if we can't get you boosted up well, there. Well, we are week. talking about starting an open <laughs> jam up there, too. So like, you know, I heard you talking about that, and, and I was going to ask you about it, and then the night just got away uh, from me because it sounded like you were, uh, as I'm eavesdropping on other people's conversations, Kind of an open mic night. I would love is, is what you were talking about doing, and I think that that place has the venue for it. I mm-hmm. think you know if you were to go and do it upstairs, and yep. uh, yeah, I think it would be phenomenal. I've got some friends that do this kind of thing down in Atlanta, and they do, every Tuesday night they're doing they're hosting an open mic, and some phenomenal musicians coming through there that aren't ever playing anywhere else. Yep, and I think it would be a great way to showcase the what's happening here locally that uh maybe if in, i can in, get a good 12 guys 12 guys and gals you know that play and that want to be a part of an open jam because that's really what it takes it really takes like 12 good people to be there almost every week you know and and if we get that then we get this thing off the ground and it'll never go away hey man i'm in let's make it happen i'm down cool i'm down <laughs> and 
you know, once people, once, especially the good, the real good musicians, if we got a good jam going on, they'll show up. You build it, they will come. Well, that's true. And there's some, they're like a podcast and then it's kind of a jam session at the same time. You ever watched uh, what Daryl Hall is doing? Uh, you know, from Hall and Oates, yeah. he's bringing in uh, different musicians, and they're they're uh, it's it's really freaking cool uh, the stuff that he's doing, and and then you you get the trolls making comments on the bottom end of it talking about because I mean Daryl Hall is getting up there now, so his voice is not where it used to be. He doesn't have the range that he used to, but so what? Yeah, you know, it's the the fact that he's still out there doing that and uh, willing to put himself out there and uh, to create new things like that and, and it's exactly what you're talking about and uh, just see what happens and see what grows from it well i don't think that i could not do this now you know i don't think i could even if my voice went to hell and i couldn't use my fingers anymore i'd find a way to play music you know it's ingrained in me now i don't know why or how it happened but no nah, don't worry about that just just roll with it <laughs> it's who you are and uh just stay true to that yeah Man, I appreciate you coming in and well, and and uh, uh, just being open about everything that's going on. Brian Lidget, uh, check around different places in Council Bluffs, and if you're in some place that has live music and you don't see him uh, on a bill there, well, ask the owner. Say, hey, bring in Brian Lidget, and uh, you have an opportunity to get out there and uh, uh, hear some of the stuff that he's doing. Appreciate it, my man. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much.